podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to episode 42 of the This Moments podcast. A big shout out as always to whoever listened to the previous one. I got a couple of new followers on Southland, big up you. I'm assuming a couple of new subscribers and raters. So shout out you lot. Previous podcast was about unemployment. The difference between real unemployment and the unemployment figures that you see tarted about is very important for us to know why there's a big discrepancy. A lot of propaganda involved, but make sure you check that out. Dissonomics on SoundCloud and I Apple Music. But yeah, episode 42, we're continuing on with the economic theory theme as of yet. I want to have a couple guests on in the next coming podcast. I'm pretty sure you guys will enjoy those ones. But until then, a cheeky bit of economic theory. So, exchange rate. Every time I think of exchange rate, I think of that Bryson Tiller song. Big tune. But yeah, exchange rates. We should all have heard of them. And I'm pretty sure they've impacted us, whether directly or indirectly. You might not. Even if you haven't left the country, I'm almost certain you've been impacted by an exchange rate. Hence why I thought it would be a nifty idea to discuss exchange rates and give people a, a bit more understanding onto the why and how. And it could help you in your everyday life. No, it should help you in your everyday life. Anyway. So, what on earth is an exchange rate? An exchange rate is really the price of a nation's currency in relation to another. So, the exchange rate can be from our our currency. I'm saying our because I'm a Londoner living in London. I don't care about the rest of the UK, sorry. Joking, not joking. Yeah, GBP, Great British Pound Sterling, and it could be in relation to another foreign currency, whether it be Euro or US dollar, which... Most of us have probably exchanged money in. Um, maybe um, Durams, if you're going to United Arab Emirates. Cities for them, for the Ghanaians, them. Canadian dollars. You've got Naira. All types of currencies all over the gaff. Yen, all them things there. So yeah, the price of a nation's currency in relation to another. You'll see it off, often depicted in a kind of a ratio type setting. So basically, it's a base currency versus a counter currency. A country's exchange rate is the value of its money for international trade and goods and services. So our exchange rate, so I'm saying, when I say our will be in relation to the UK, our exchange rate is going to be the value that we trade international goods in and services. So if our exchange rate is really... Actually, I'll get onto that later. There's two different types of exchange rates. Floating and fixed, yeah? Floating is determined by the market. That's what most nations use. So the demand and supply of different currencies in the market will determine the exchange rate. That's why you see exchange rates can change and fluctuate quite a lot. And that's how you get FX brokers, people who trade foreign exchanges. Foreign currencies, sorry. About foreign exchange. Anyway, and there's fixed exchange rates. Some countries like to fix their domestic currency against a major world currency. Most most cases you see them fix peg against the dollar. You heard the term peg against the dollar. That's basically they're fixing their currency against the dollar. And we saw that like, the oil regions, they kind of put the price of a barrel of oil against the dollar. So quite similar to that. The demand and supply of a currency determines its exchange rate most of the time. So as we see, with, as I said, the floating, the demand and supply of a currency will determine its exchange rate. Now... To kind of conclude this quite short podcast, 
I want to talk about more like the analysis behind it. How central banks impact exchange rates and then how it affects us, the everyday people. So for those who haven't listened to any of my previous podcasts, I met I reference central banks a lot. They are the basically the bank of a certain country or economy. Our central bank is the Bank of England, situated in bank, ironically. The, the EU central bank is the ECB. The American central bank is the Federal Reserve. So those are just examples of some key uh, marquee um, central banks. And they kind of set your interest rates and mess around the money supply. So central banks can actually intervene in foreign exchange markets. I'm going to give you two ways to intervene. I want to give you the, I'll, I'll give you the more technical one first, or I won't get into that much detail because it's not really relevant like that. Sometimes if there's something going on in the market, a central bank can intervene to try as a kind of quick fire response. If there's a lot of volatility in the market, it may pump in money or withhold money or whatnot. But I'm going to talk about something that's probably a bit more relevant to us. If a currency has slowly become out of sync with the economy and it's having negative impacts, this is where an ECB or a um, Bank of England can intervene. For example, if a country is built on exporting goods, for those who don't know, exports are basically when a country, let's say it's England, we have businesses here and they make goods or services which they sell to people abroad. So if it's cars, they might be selling cars to, I don't know, people in Hawaii or whatnot. Just an export. So the exports market. So if our currency is expensive, so our currency is really strong, so... Um, one Great British Pound Sterling could buy 75,000 Naira, it's going to be expensive for people who um, buy goods and services from the UK in Nigeria to actually purchase our goods because they're thinking, raw. if I want this, this £10 scarf, I'm going to have to give 750,000 Naira, where 750,000 Naira could buy me, I don't know, 17, 17 scarves back home. That's dead. So that's where they may intervene to kind of help um, address that situation. But I'm going to talk about that in more detail now. How exchange rates affect us on an everyday basis. Changes will have impact on economic activities and the standard of living of people. This is also due to trade, as I said, trading goods and services in between countries, as well as finance, like you've got your foreign exchange markets. Okay, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to expand on the imports and exports thing I discussed before. We import stuff, we export stuff. So what we import is the goods and services that we um, purchase from abroad. Shout out to Shorties with their AliExpress imports of hair and all that. That's that's a import. And exports is goods and services that we sell abroad. Some people may make dresses and sell them to people in Sweden or whatnot. Yeah? If your currency gets stronger, so that means your currency, our pound, now buys more euros, it now buys more yen, and now buys more dirhams, that isn't very good for exporters, but it's good for importers. Let me tell you why. Okay, cool. So, let's say you're a young young lady entrepreneur, and you get, like, I don't know, like beauty products, whether it be hair or eyelashes or whatnot, from foreign suppliers, maybe in the Far East, let's say in China, and you get them for a certain price, yeah? Or, you, let's, say, let's say you get them from um, the Arab Emirates. So you, let's say you spend £500 and you get a certain amount of Duran to import 
your goods, yeah? If for whatever reason the exchange rate of pounds becomes even stronger, so now more pounds can buy more, the same amount of pounds could buy even more dirham. So let's say where before 500 pounds got you, let's say 2,000 dirham. I'm not using accurate figures because I can't remember the exact exchange rate. But now, okay, on day one, 500 pounds got you 2,000 dirham. So you can import um, 2,000 dirham's worth of goods, yeah? Let's say exchange rate changes on day seven. On day seven, your same 500 can now get you 3,000 dirham's worth of goods or services. How does that implement you? You're not thinking, well, I can only import even more because I'm getting more value for money. So if the exchange rate becomes stronger, it's good for us, the consumers and importers of goods and services. So whether it be T-shirts from abroad or trainers from abroad, we can now get, like, I'm pretty sure many of you have given money to friends or family who go to the US because the US used to have, like, certain pair of night trainers that we didn't have, certain colours of the Air Max 1s, the 110s, the 97s and whatnot, yeah? So we will give them money and they're thinking, okay, cool, if we give our £300, is now it's worth $500. So we can get even more trainers and better variety than we did before. So that increases the demand... A stronger exchange rate increases demand for imports. On the flip side, a weaker exchange rate. So if your pound is now getting less Duran than before, you're not going to import as much as you would have prior. And and it and it works in reverse for exports. So let's say back to the analogy of me, I have a luxury do-rag company, I've got velvet joints. I've got plastic joints, I've got all types, Egyptian silk, all types of joints, yeah? And I'm exporting them across the world. If for whatever reason, the pound becomes super strong, this isn't good for my consumers, my market abroad. So, before, 10 euros will get you one of my my standard, my basic durags, yeah? Now, because the pound is stronger in relation to the euro, it will now cost you 13 euros to get the same durag. But you're thinking, hold on. The durag in France, where I'm living, or down the road in Paris, is 11.50. And I'd have to pay a delivery fee on top of that and I could get it quicker. Bun that. That is, that is the impact it has on exporters. So as I said, maybe a central bank might say, oh, woo. Our exports are taking a hit. It's not good for our businesses. Because if your if your exports are going down, that means you're basically your business is going down for you because you're not selling as many goods and services to your market before. So you're not making as much revenue, and that's bad for you. Why is that bad for the economy? If loads of British businesses businesses are not exporting at the same rate as they did before, it's getting worse and worse because of the exchange rate. That means less revenue. Less revenue, what does that also mean? Less output, less revenue output also means less demand for staff. Less demand for staff also means increased unemployment. So that's kind of the impact of how exchange rates can have on imports and exports. On a more financial basis, foreign debts, let's say you owe, um, let's say you borrowed money in US, um, USD, if you're like maybe a country that hasn't got as much money, let's say, let's say it's Greece or whatnot. And then your currency gets stronger against that. Let's say you borrowed you borrowed dollars, but you're a euro nation, but the euro got stronger against the dollar. 
your repayments now become cheaper. Which is lit for you. And something probably a bit more relatable to all of us, holidays. God damn, the Euro pammed us. On June the 23rd, 2016, what happened? We had a referendum. We, shockingly, to many, decided to leave the EU, which is a discussion for another day. I remember I was going on holiday literally 10 to 14 days after. The exchange rate went... Plummeted. It was wild. It was so wild. I remember I was at the airport and I was seeing parity. I'm seeing signs saying one pound gets you one euro when that wasn't the case. For example, like two or three days before the referendum, I, I, I looked at the figures. 500 pounds. Let's say you're going on holiday to Marbella. You say, okay, cool. I'm going to take, take a monkey. That's slang for five bills, which is slang for 500 pounds. So when Jay Huss says he has a monkey on his feet, like it's common sense, he has 500 pounds worth of football on his feet. A bit of hoodlingo for you. So let's say you've got five bills, yeah? And you exchange five bills for euros. This was, I think, like the, 20, the 21st of June 2016. That would have got you 651 euros and 30 cents. What about today? Well, the day I'm recording the podcast, which is in January 2018. Five, that same five bills, that same monkey, is getting you 565 euros. So, effectively, we're almost 100 euros worse off. So, that, that's going to impact you when you're going on holiday because it's going to change your spending money game. I remember back in the day, people used to go away and used to be even stronger. You, used to get, you take about, like, 300 pounds, you get about, like, almost 500 euros. Those days are gone for the foreseeable future. And even for the football fans, it has an impact. It has it actually has an impact on football transfers. People always say, "Oh, the Premier League, there's a price, there's a premium on English players." No, clubs don't go. Oh, your passport is burgundy. You're more expensive. No, it don't work like that. Yes, English English clubs have more money, so to entice them to sell their players is going to cost you more because they don't need the money as much as other clubs. Because they, I think, all twenty of the Premier Leagues. In 2016, all 20 of the Premier League's, um, all 20 Premier League clubs were in the top 40 richest clubs in the whole of Europe. Yeah, that's how much money they got. But more importantly, exchange rate. The pound is stronger than the euro. So more pounds, so your pounds can get you more euros. So to, that's why players are cheaper on the continent because you're paying in euros. I'm going to give an example with a big transfer, one of my favourite players, if not my favourite player, Paul Pogba. In, I think August, United signed him August, like August 6th, 7th of 2016. He, uh, Juventus put an Arsenal price of 105 million euros. Yeah, a lot, a lot. That's a lot, a lot of cash. That cost United 89 million pounds, which was a world record transfer fee at the time. If that same deal was done today, that would cost United 93 million pounds. So in less than 18 months, the exchange rate effectively saved United 4 million euros. 4 million pounds, sorry. So that's how an exchange rate can have impact in a more, like, secular way. But yeah. In short, that's my podcast on exchange rate. It's very important to pay attention to the exchange rate because they make a massive difference in your lives, whether you're buying goods or services abroad, or go, especially for us who like to holiday. Like, I'm going on holiday 
um, in June, hopefully in September again, I'm going to have to look at exchange rates and kind of work out when I want to take out my money. Because, boy, <laughs> the difference between a week could be different between 50, 60 euros or dollars or however many um, durand. So, yeah, make sure you keep an eye on the streets for these. And also, major. I wanted, oh, I've got to say, major events can have impacts on exchange rates, whether it be, um, God forbid, a terrorist attack, um, a prime minister or president or a king or chancellor announcing certain newses and policies, they can have an impact on exchange rate. So keep your eye, on, keep your eye out and your ear to the street when these type of things happen. Also, please um, like my podcast on SoundCloud. Quick, a quick cheeky reshare. It takes you a split second. So anyone who else follows you can see my podcast. Also follow so you don't have to go and search for my podcast, especially if you're a new listener or come straight to your feed. Even with Apple Podcasts, if you're an Apple user, I'll, I'll advise you to get the Apple Podcast app. It should be on your phone by default. It's a purple app. Just search podcast. It's really good. You can subscribe to plenty of podcasts. And they and you can set up features where it downloads automatically. And if you're listening to my podcast, let's say it's a one hour long, one hour one, and you've already got time to in 20 minutes, you can close the app and come back again. And it picks off on the same point. In fact, it even goes back a few seconds to lead up to that same point, which is quite handy. And you can subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts, just search Dysonomics, same thing on SoundCloud, and give me a cheeky review. If you search Dysonomics, just scroll down, you can give a review out five stars, preferably five, but if you think it's worse, you can make your feelings known, give it a one or two or three or four, and you could write down a few words if you like or not. But yeah, thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter also, at Dysonomics, which is at D-1-S-U-N-O-M-I-C-S, on Insta as well, Dysonomics. Hello at Dysonomics for any info or you want to throw any suggestions or questions or you want me to come and speak at your event whatever it is follow me but yeah that's it episode 42 done god bless sports social podcast network